I, I do really well. It's yeah. fantastic to see you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're looking fabulous, and I love your apartment. I, oh. love, I love the art, and I love the lighting. And I came in here, and you already had professional lighting <laughs> because because you've been recording for your clients and stuff. Yeah, I've been recording our online course, and also uh, when we have the live coaching calls online, uh, sometimes if it's evening time, I need them for that as well. Right. So yeah, I'm almost professional here, you know. Very seriously. That's very cool. Um, So listen, you've been on my podcast before and you did introduce yourself and you told your story. But let's just give people a summary again, just in case they're watching for the first time. So tell us what you do. So I'm Stephanie Taylor. I don't know whether now to look at you or the camera. Oh just (laughs) look at me. I'm just gonna look at you. Um, so I'm Stephanie Taylor and I run HMO Heaven, uh, it's a property company. I started it three years ago with my sister and it's just from, from having no idea about business or property, um, it's, it's been a real roller coaster ride and it's been incredible. Um, so we do that and we also have started up a coaching course, a coaching company called Rent to Rent Success where we're Um, showing other people how to change their life by creating a profitable property business. It's a bit of a tongue twister (laughs) with that with only a little bit of money to start because people often think they need a lot of money. I get the sense that you're quite proud of yourself and I mean that uh, you should be proud of yourself (laughs) Yeah. because I know you've gone from like financially being a normal person to sort of having this business etc. Does that give you a sense of pride? I mean I think it should. Yeah and and you're right you're right Ben actually all of the things that we've done a lot of other people might just take for granted Mm -hmm. and think this is where I'm supposed to be but for me it feels like it feels like almost this is not where I ever thought I would be Mm. and also I didn't start my business until I was 45 and I had never thought of myself as a business person or a property person and I kind of thought that that sort of success was for for other people and uh, so uh, yeah I still find it I wouldn't say I I can't believe it but I still sometimes think oh my gosh I, I can't believe that this has happened uh, for us you know one of the main questions I'm sure you get asked does it make does it take huge amounts of capital to begin or can you start relatively with little yeah well it's true that money makes money Um, but it's also true that many of the most successful business people that we know about um, started from nothing so it's the mindset and I know you've talked a lot about this uh, Ben in the podcast it's the mindset of yes you can this is possible for me and when you don't have that mindset and I didn't have that mindset you don't take the actions that you need to take to be successful and that sort of reinforces your view of yourself that you're not supposed to be successful in business and that is for other people so I think it's the mindset first and then that gives you, that enables you to take the actions that you can take and, and that means you, you don't have to start with a lot, but you can attract all the resources to you. And I was going to stop there, but I've just thought of something, that it's not resources, oftentimes it's not resources that we lack, it's resourcefulness. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very interesting, isn't it? Like the belief, the belief that success or wealth is for other people 
privileged people, people that were born with it or inherited it or something like that. That's a real obstacle in our minds, isn't it? But mm-hmm. when you start to realise that successful people are no different to mm-hmm. unsuccessful, they've just done what it takes to get there. And what I was surprised to learn, and it came across as a shocking thing, there's actually a roadmap. There are certain steps that you can take in business to mm-hmm. success. And I remember listening to your your um, uh, podcast with Nick from Expert Empires, yeah. and he was talking about the different stages of business that are the same for, for the specific types of business that he was talking about, coaches and influencers, and that there are steps to success. There, there are actually steps you can follow. And when I first learned about that, that was mind blowing as well, because it's not just a random thing where you kind of know it something or you don't, yeah. you can actually learn this roadmap to success. I liked what he was saying, and I've heard other people say the same thing recently it seems to be coming up a lot and that mm-hmm. is that you can get as a solopreneur yes. somebody working alone you can get yourself so far but then yeah. there's a kind of plateau mm-hmm. where you need to kind of change gears yes and and put the systems in place and delegate and, yes. and employ people yes. and kind of step out of the way uh-huh. it's like a, have, have you gone through that growth phase yeah so we're, we're obviously still growing it we're three years in i think five is a magic number mm-hmm. um uh, the reason I, I, I say that, going off on a slight tangent, is for the type of property that we suggest people start with, with not much money to get in, we're usually thinking about the profit number on a monthly basis. And on an average deal, the prof- profit could be £500 a month. On our, uh, the best deal that we have at the moment, the profit's just 1000 it's over £1,200 a month. So let's use the figure of £1,000. So if you think of a thousand pounds profit, it it sounds okay, but over five years, it's sixty thousand pounds profit, and then you multiply that across other 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 properties, and that's after all the costs have been taken out. So that's why I encourage people as well to think not just of the the one year, the one month or the one year, but in five years you can really build a substantial amount. And now. <laughs> that was a slight diversion on the way to answering your question, which I now, which I've now forgotten. <laughs> you, did, you did warn me. You, you, you don't answer questions, didn't you? I did. I did. So, Nikki, if you're watching, uh, I can't remember. What she I, oh yes, have we gone past the area where with a solopreneur? Yeah. Have you, have you gone to the point of sort of delegating, employing? Or are you still doing it all yourself? We're, we're, we're part of the way through it. So I, I started the business with my sister, thank goodness for Nikki Taylor, because mm-hmm. she's the operations, the business, the, 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 the legal, the account side, and all of the detail um, that helps to make the business as, as good on the inside as it looks from the outside. So what we two of us started it, and then we have systemized the the property management, the property and tenant management side of things. So we now have uh, a full-time member of staff who's actually doing that work, um, using those systems, enhancing those systems as well. Um, however, when when Luke's on holiday, we will still be stepping in. So I think the next part of the process would be um, bringing another team member in. 
um, and, and continuing along along that process. So, but I'm not involved in the day-to-day running of the property management business, um, and I'm sure we'll get onto the exciting things that, that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki is more involved than me on managing the maintenance, the contractors, and because, oh, I didn't mention in my introduction that I, I've been also been buying properties as well. And um, so some of the properties that we've bought, uh, Nikki's managing those refurbishments. So that can be quite time intensive. Right. Nikki sounds cool. I wish she was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is cool. Uh, so uh, maybe a, a, another time another in the future. Time yeah. You're a little bit more, you, you, you're, you're comfortable on camera, aren't you? I yeah. But... I think Nikki's okay when she's on with me, actually, because okay. it's a bit easier. Or oh, if she was on in this sort of scenario, mm-hmm. um, because because Nikki's more of a perfectionist as well. Um, I think she worries about being perfect, right? And that yeah, you know. that can trip you up, can't it? When, yeah. You know, worrying about being perfect that that, that can get in the way, and there's a balance in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I came with you last week and yeah. visited. A building you just bought. Yes, that's right. It. Yeah, in and it's March. a big building. Yeah, for, from memory, ten bed sits. Yeah, t- that's right. Ten bed sits and a two bed flat and a little shop. Wow, nice. Yeah. Now, for you, is that a big? Is that a big? Yeah. Building for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is, yeah. That's the biggest one. Right. Uh, that we've we've got. Right. We have got one that we're managing. So we one that we don't own. That's nine flats across two buildings, and we did a massive refurb of that. Um, on behalf of the owner that the owner paid for. Um, so we've got buildings of a similar size, but this is the first building that we own of that size. So that makes it a milestone and, and quite exciting. As I understand it, uh, rent to rent can produce a higher return on cash than purchasing cash. Yes. Is that always the case or sometimes the case? or? Like... I think it's always the case in the short term. Right. And usually the reverse would be the case in the long term so um the rent to rent strategy and i'll just quickly briefly explain what that is in case people don't know Mm. so rent to rent is where you rent a property usually for between three and five years off off an owner who wants a guaranteed rent you pay them the guaranteed rent and meantime you rent it out usually to a group of individual people who each rent a room and you'll get more rent from your group but you'll manage the property and pay all the bills and you get to keep the money that's left in the middle so you'll pay your landlord pay your bills and the money that's left is your profit mm. and typically that would be more than um, a, a traditional letting agent would get, would receive yeah and and so you said long term mm-hmm. is better to own mm-hmm. now I imagine for obvious reasons long term you can have the appreciation yes. is, that, is that the reason or is yes. there other reasons right yeah. Yeah. So, so say for example, for a rent to rent property, you could be some of the ones that we've taken on. We're investing. We could have invested nothing, but we've actually invested a few hundred pounds, just adding a few bits and pieces. Other ones, we've we've invested up to twelve thousand pounds. That's the most we've invested in a single property. Mm. And so, we're putting twelve thousand pounds in, mm. and let's just say it was an average property at £500 profit a month. That would be £30,000 over the five years. And you're, I was going to say you're unlikely to to get that, but you're unlikely to get that um, for only 12000 in. In fact, 
I'm not including the 12,000 in the... I've already taken the 12,000 off when it's 500. Right. So it would have to be more profit. I, I, I didn't explain it very well. No, no, that's okay. But I'm, I'm with you. Sometimes, so a better example would be, say you put 1,000 pounds in mm. and you're getting over the course 60,000 pounds out yeah. or 30,000 pounds out. Mm. Um, it would be difficult to get that sort of return in that sort of time set mm. on a normal, either a single buy to let, um, mm. sometimes even on an HMO. But uh, usually in the longer term, you're better off owning the asset. Yeah, and it feels better as well, doesn't yeah. it, to accumulate assets? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it does, it, it does. Yeah, even regardless of the numbers, there's something cool about it, yeah. ultimately. But the other, the other thing is, sometimes people buy properties, and then they're managing their properties, and they're managing other people's properties, and they've run out of money. Right. And um, they start doing rent to rent as well, because of that, just to keep the cash flow going without having to invest heavily again, um, yeah. So, um, you you train people, you teach people. Your training business is called HMO Heaven. It's called Rent to Rent Success. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay. Rent to Rent okay. Success. Yeah, you got two brands, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm wondering, is there any particular clients or students that stand out that you're particularly proud of that are doing well, that are really focused and driven. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we call them the rents to rent rock stars okay. and um, as they go on and get their first deals. But one who springs to mind is, is, is Mark Fitzgerald and he's done an, an incredible job. He, it was a slow burn because he came on, got everything set up, but he was nearly always first on the, we have some live calls, he was nearly always first on the calls, always asking questions, always taking action, you know, and uh, he, and, but he, I think he was a bit slightly frustrated, it took him a little bit longer than he thought, but, um, or maybe I'm putting words into his mouth, but <laughs> within four months, on the fourth month, he then got four deals and I know that he'll be he'll be saying, but Steph, I've got more since then. And I know that he he's 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 um, been offering on other other properties as well. Wow! Um, so that's brilliant. So that is Mark. You said yes. So somebody like that who's very focused, very driven, very yeah. willing to take action. Yeah. Like how long could it take? Presuming they got the money to do the deals and all that. Yeah. How long could it take to become financially free by you know if you're really focused? Well, if you know four deals could be enough if by financially free we mean that you've replaced the income that you earn from your job mm. or or alternatively it might not be the income you've, you earn from your job but the income that you need to live on each month mm. if we mean that mm. then you could do it from four properties because say on an average 500 pounds each 2,000 pounds a month you know some people maybe without a family could live on, I know I could, £2,000 yeah. a month, yeah. but we're in quite a, a lower cost of living area, so maybe yeah. it's a bit easier for us, and in London people might have higher cost of living. Mm. So how long would it take? I think to allow yourself six months to a year is, is sensible. Um, you may do it in four months, you may do it sooner, but I think it's good to have that long game in mind, because yeah. In most other areas of our life, we consider six months to a year not that long. Um, if you think about it, we work nine to five for 40 years, <laughs> yeah. and we're still not financially free because we're just getting the yeah. wage, and we think that's okay. But to put a year into something to 
actually become financially free some people might think oh that's too long yeah isn't that incredible so and by the way in our group in Alex's group that I told you that there's six of us and Alex is coaching us and we were figuring out our financial freedom figures and for most of us in the group it's yeah. about 1500 quid a month yeah because we you know we got simple lives we don't have excessive lives I don't yeah. have any expensive hobbies and yeah so like you say in the space of four deals you can yeah. actually retire to put it simply yes I mean, yeah it's not, yeah it's easier said than done but yeah and if you've got children or other things you might just want to add that income on and just yeah. say okay the profit from this I'm going to let build up and invest yeah. elsewhere because some people like their jobs yeah. and are quite happy to stay on a little bit longer I love parties sorry <laughs> I love hen parties yeah <laughs> <laughs> <That hurts. laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah yeah you might you might want to carry on working as well um, so something I've heard Grant Cardone say mm -hmm. and Gary Vaynerchuk mm -hmm. and maybe others mm -hmm. is that buying your own residence mm -hmm. is kind of a waste of money because you'd be better off putting that money into mm -hmm. investment what's your point of view I think the answer to that is it depends now if you're in a low um, a low cost of property area like we are here in in Newport in Wales then to me here it would make more sense to own because for, but I, th I think it depends on, on your mindset as well. For some people, the chance to own their property, paint it, decorate it and all that, because it has to be partly about your, it has to be part of enjoying your life and getting the joy out of your life. And if, if, if owning your property is part of that and you, lived, you live in a low cost of property buying area, then it's well worth it because the extra, the additional money you pay in rent it would balance up with the money that you save in mortgage because in our area where we are typically speaking the rent is more than the mortgage right. yeah. and the difference between those two figures you could use for your maintenance right. so it's actually not more expensive to buy in this area apart from and you, the, the amount of money you need to tie up in a, a deposit for example is relatively small to have a decent place to live right. where we are however I think in the areas that Grant Cardone is talking about, the cost of property is very expensive. So you're going to be tying up, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds to get a relatively simple place, and that's money that you could be investing. So, so I think the answer is it depends. You look at if I invest my money here to live in, um, what's it costing me, and what would the alternative be to rent? And if you're going to be paying um, more to rent than you are to buy and the, the, the money you're going to have tied up is a small amount, it makes sense to buy. If the opposite is true, then it, it might make sense to rent, but only if, only if owning is important to you. And there's a way in between that I think is much more attractive, is to buy somewhere that's um, a multi-unit property. So you often see houses that have been converted into two flats or three flats. Um, or, I mean, most people who buy a house wouldn't necessarily want to have... People who like house shares, often they like them because it's the freedom. So if you wanted to buy a house, it's not necessarily for a house share. But some people do buy a house and then house share the rooms. So they, they live in their own HMO. I know people who've done that. So that means that you own the asset 
plus you're getting the rental income, so it's the best of both worlds. Another way of doing it would be to, as I say, buy somewhere that's self-contained flats, because then you've got your own space, you own the asset, and maybe the one or two other flats pay your mortgage. So it's best of both worlds. Right, I see. So it's very much down to the numbers and your personal preference. And it's not as simple as just saying, it's better to buy your own house. It's, it's not yeah, that. No. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah, I like that answer. Yeah. Because yeah. there is that kind of cultural thing in there. You've got to buy your own house, you've got to buy your own house. You know, it's like, yeah. there's a little bit of pressure in there like that, mm -hmm. psychologically. So, mm -hmm. um, Well, um, when we moved to Newport uh, three years ago, um, the, the flat that I'm currently in is, is rented and the monies that I'd put aside to buy a flat, part of the monies I've spent on various other investment properties that we've bought and it's, it is still in my intention because of the reasons I said that this is a relatively low cost of property area to buy a place for myself and I have got funds available for that but it's just a case of you know spending the time and actually looking and finding a place. But uh, I can absolutely see why somebody, instead of sinking the money into their own home, would buy an investment property. Because when we come on to talk about that investment property, um, it's it's the rental income is 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 is, is pretty big on it because it's a bit it's a big property. No, I had about three questions come to me at the same time. Then I was going to ask are you, when it comes to. Well, I, I get that you, you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy teaching, mentoring people, I get that. But when it comes to the actual, ultimately, the money and the profit that you're left with, are you somebody who enjoys spending it? Do you enjoy bling and toys and nice cars and holidays and pop? Like, I mean, you know, you've got nice part. Does that, is that a driver for you? That's, that's not a driver for me. And, um, and that does surprise me. Uh, maybe, maybe when I was younger, maybe. But what what drives me now is, is I think it's as you said because th this is is late in life for me. This transformation, and because I can look back on times of real struggle as a single parent and a teenage single parent, I think, I, I think, I, I kind of felt ashamed of that for a long, long, long time. You felt ashamed. Ashamed of, of being a teenage parent. Right. And it wasn't something that I drew out, and and I think part of that shame comes from also choosing. I went to work back to work immediately afterwards, and I, I was on a low-paid job because I'd left college. I'd gotten pregnant while I was at college, so I hadn't finished my A levels, and um, hadn't been to university. And I got a relatively you know low-paid job. And was taking Alex, my son, to nursery, and then in it was winter, and it was taking him early, early in the morning. It was dark, picking him up, and it was dark, and I just thought, actually, I'm I'm missing out, and he's missing out, and and the money in between is not really equal to the loss. So then I was on benefits for quite a few years, um, and stayed home to look after him, and. I think that took away my confidence just because being on benefits is not a thing, or it's a thing people look down on. And I um, can't remember where I was going with the answer, but... Um, what money means to you. <laughs> yeah, what money means to me. So because I've looked back, because I had that where I used to go into the supermarket and think, okay, that's £1.42, okay, that's 98 pence, 
oh, maybe I should just have that, that and that or do this and that and not have butter, for example, or whatever it was. But I used to be doing all this mental arithmetic gymnastics and counting things out to the penny. And um, So now that I see myself in, this, in, in a better position, and what I realised was I could always have done this. I could always have done this because once you know that you can, you just find out how the little steps to take and I could always have done it if I had realised and that little spark, the yes you can spark, if that switch had been flicked. And so for me what's exciting is the chance to help other people to flick that switch and realise right. yes you can. Um, yeah, that, that's See, what excites me. So that, that memory of that pain of having no money and, and all the emotions that surround it is like, that's a strong kind of motivator for you and, and a reason to help other people as well. Yeah, 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 yeah just, it, it, it's, it's all in, in the mind, um, you, you, you know, I, I, that's, that's the thing I, I just realised, you could always have done this. You haven't got anything now that you didn't have apart from that belief. And um, it's, it's the same when I'm speaking to other people. They actually say to me, oh, well, I couldn't have done that, actually. And I, I, I think for most people, yes, they could, mm. you know. Yeah. So what was the turning point? You may have told me, but I don't remember. Did you, what, what got you into property? Did you attend a course or something? Or? Well, I did start to think about it and I had started um, attending property events because I thought that this might be the thing. Um, but what really got me into it was, um, it was just the telephone call from my mum. That was the day and it was just, it's a mundane everyday thing I suppose, really. But sometimes those mundane everyday things are the things that you know, really change things for you. So in my case, what happened, I was getting ready for work. I was still living in Bristol. I was by the harbour side, so it was lovely. And um, getting ready for work, and mum called, you know, early in the morning. And I, she wasn't well. And she was, I realised looking back, just calling for reassurance and because she wanted to call somebody. And possibly as soon as I picked up the phone, she thought, oh, I shouldn't have called. And she was trying to say she was okay. But, you know, I could really hear in her voice she's, she's not okay. And if she was okay, she wouldn't call, you know, early in the morning like that. Maybe she'd had a sleepless night. And maybe she was just scared when she woke up in the morning. And, she, you know, she hasn't got anyone there. And um, so she called me and I was more concerned about getting out the house and what was I doing in my presentation and was I going to be on time now because this conversation could be going on for a long time and all of these other things and um, and then I got to, to work in the afternoon sorry I got to work in the morning did what I was doing and then I was sitting at my desk in the afternoon and that's when it hit me what what would happen if I hadn't come to work today nothing you know, maybe they would have rearranged the meeting, but the bank would still be fine. Nothing would be lost. They can absolutely cope without me. But, you know, my mum can't cope without me. Uh, she's, only, she's got two daughters. I, I, you know, it means the world to her. But it means the world to me because I want to be there for her. And I thought, what would it mean if, if mum got really sick now? I would want to be able to between Nick and I spend months of time in Birmingham um, 
and I just that was when I just thought you you've got to make this happen that you can can be flexible and that you can make the right decisions on a regular basis because I was working in the job to enjoy to 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 pay for a lifestyle that I didn't have much time to enjoy that that was what was going on and so I needed to that's what made me feel brave enough to uh, try and see so it was your mum and, mm-hmm. and wanting to have the, the, mm-hmm. the freedom to be there for her mm. yeah and wider than that wider than that that was the one thing but then wider than that you realise my life's all about the bank mm. you know majority of my life I'm spending at the bank and that's not your purpose or your passion mm. doesn't light you up inside and eventually they don't need you uh, or they didn't need you know me specifically right. um, and I, I believe everyone's got uh, you know a purpose and like you 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 are sharing these you know ideas in the world and that that lights you up and um, yeah I think everyone has a purpose and should try to find it and live it so long term do you want to be more of a, a coach and a uh, educator and a motivator or more of an investor and a property person like or both or yeah well it's so funny it's so funny Ben because years before all of this even before I knew about online coaching or really knew about coaching I did have an idea and in in the time in my head it was it was it was more from a blog but it was talking about being your best self and uh, living your best life and testing out lots of ideas and having conversations with people and I in my mind it was aimed at women um, and helping women to um, live their best life and be um, the best that best that they can be and so I think in the longer term I think I would I would like to do I, I would like to do that um, but in the short term, definitely, we are uh, in, in in property mm-hmm. for the next few years. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, is there a particular like? Do you have sort of visions of developing and building blocks of flats and large developments? Is that the direction you want to go? Well, you asked me this last time, and my answer was different. Oh, really? Uh, because something has happened since um, since we last spoke. And it's kind of what I'm talking about because it, when I say I want to switch the flick the switch for other people, um, the main switch, there are still lots of switches in my mind. So, last time you asked me, I said that I wasn't so looking at developments, but what's happened since is a couple of people have told me about how they started off managing properties, and then they went into buying commercial units, and then they went into multi-million pound developments that is the the gross development value so the end value post development is in the multi millions of pounds and this price of the sites that they're talking about uh, in one case was 400,000 pounds well that was a very similar price to the price that we we paid for the property that we went to yeah. uh, last week and i thought oh my gosh that means we could do a development yeah. And so that was a little door opened in my mind to that possibility. Right. And 
he wasn't experienced at development at the time. So what he did was he worked with a partner who was a developer or is a developer. He worked with a partner who is a developer and was able to put up the money and the experience. He found the site and put the time in on the planning and all the other bits and pieces. And I thought, oh, that means it's possible for us. And do you know what happened, Ben? Uh, last, last week, we got brought a site. Um, uh, there's a property standing on it, a commercial property. Um, and if, if it hadn't been for you know my experience seeing this developer speak, and also uh, listening to a podcast about a similar sort of scenario that made me think, oh, we could, we could do a development on this site. We could run it commercially at the moment and then later on if, uh, seek planning, a partner, finance and actually do a development. Oh, I see. So it's, it, it got, it, 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 there was a change in your mind where it suddenly feels within reach and yes, possible now. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I see, yeah. yeah. And it, interesting, that was in there, wouldn't it? You'd, and yes. you just had to hear the right thing and the right story from the right person to, to sort yeah. of, to suddenly, it's tangible, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you actually, do you, do you seek to joint venture with people or do you prefer to do things alone or? Yeah, so at the moment we have used our own money plus we have a family friend who's, who's in one of the properties with us and we also I told you about the lease options last time so maybe I can explain that in a moment um, in case people watching are interested because um, it's quite interesting buying properties without without finance um, but that wasn't the question that I was talking about <laughs> no, that sounds interesting you just go there yeah <laughs> what, 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 um, what were we saying um, partner in JV yes JVing JVing so I think um, JVing is a bit like having a relationship or getting married, isn't it? Um, so I think it's good to get to know people, get to know people first, see if you share the same values and, and work from there. But certainly we, one of our landlords who's been working with us for a few years now is very, very keen to do a JV with us on a flip. Uh, so uh, yeah, we, we are open to it and especially with people who, who we know like that. Um, and I, I'm sure it's something that we'll do more and more of as we right. begin to scale. Oh, and then you were just going to talk about lease options. But let me ask you a question on it. Yeah. Because uh, Wayne, who you know in our group, he's been looking for them. Um, and he's basically been trying to do rent to rent and agree a lease yeah. option to buy as uh, both at the same time. As, yeah. And so is there really a difference or are they the same thing? Yeah. Well, I, or my experience has been that we've done the rent to rents first mm. and later on we've done the lease option oh with the same landlord you negotiate yes right. however um i think it's good to ask at the beginning mm. because if people will do it at the beginning it's better because you're then agreeing a purchase price before you've added value right okay so if you add value to the property and then a year or a couple of years down the line you're then buying it at that increased price. Right. So in the example, in our example, there was an eight bed HMO with only three people living in it, only two people paying rent and looking in quite a sorry state. Mm -hmm. Versus when we did the lease option, it was fully tenanted with eight people in it and it looked great. Mm -hmm. So you can see that the valuation is gonna be higher. Right. So the purchase price is gonna be higher. 
and if you know you're going to buy it or if you know you've got the option you might spend more money like renovating it or something yeah. to because you know yeah yeah so um so i think it's always good to ask at the beginning that that, that landlord didn't want to sell at the beginning because it was a negative equity and um for various reasons we were just glad to get the uh, the rent to rent so we just agreed that the other one was when people know you over time because it was it's a house that has been sort of converted into four flats and um the owners are a couple who'd met us i spoke very shortly after starting because it started in 2016 and in march 2017 i got asked to do a talk and i was absolutely terrified because I'd never done a talk uh, about property and I'd never done like um, a big talk from the stage I mean I'd done a few presentations at work previously but um, and somebody was at that event there and then they've received our letters over the years because they're local to the area and they got in touch because they're retiring and uh, they know us and so and they already knew about these options they'd done a lease option in the past with somebody else and they came to us and said, would we like to, to buy it either outright or on a lease option? Right. I see. Yeah, you can never, you never know. You might end up doing a deal with. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I see. So it's, yeah. that's always good to network and. Yeah. So yeah. People. Do you ever, do you ever get asked to go speak in London and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been so fun, um, Ben. You must find that things with the podcast surprise you yeah and yeah. um and they they roll up don't they they yeah. snowball they that's snowball right. one thing leads to another doesn't it you know sort of a conversation leads to and i was saying to you that i was so impressed when you had steve sims on because right. that was i mean people really ought to watch steve sims that was a really really good, good energy isn't uh, that was a really really good podcast yeah. um but i got asked to speak in London I've been to uh, I'm speaking in Southampton mm. um, I think the, the, the more you speak and people see and you speak you've spoken <laughs> and I've got some um, videos of the speaking on our YouTube channel on on rent rent success on YouTube and I think people have seen that as well mm. and it hasn't entirely put them off mm. no no but, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> then they ask you you know to go other places I think you love it you love it now, yeah I do, don't I do, you? I do, maybe I do. you were anxious at I first but I do. Yeah. I do I still get sometimes in my belly um, you can you know I do get the butterflies but I, I I've I wouldn't say I've conquered it because I'm sure there are still stage, stages that will scare me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's all part of the fun, isn't it? The fact, you know, going out, meeting people, speaking, and because otherwise, you know, property and building work and construction is quite yeah. sort of dull and sober, isn't it? But, yeah. But all the, all the, all the social side sort of makes it fun, isn't it? I tell you what, somebody said to me, um, they said, think about your audience, because when I was getting nervous, I was thinking about me, and what were they going to think of me, and am I going to look stupid, will I know what to say, will I say the right thing, um, all of those sort of things that are mainly about me, I hadn't thought about that, but he said, think about them, and the information you're giving them, how it's going to help them, and that makes it much easier to go on yeah i agree with that i haven't done a great deal of public speaking but i've done a little bit you know here mm -hmm. and there and with the podcast and stuff you know i'm used to sort of talking in front of an audience and in my mind i i kind of always have a seed 
like a, like an outcome what what is the idea i want to convey what is it i want the the listeners to get or mm. what i want them to feel mm. and i just hold that as the guiding light mm-hmm. and then i find sort of the conversation naturally orientates to that mm-hmm. like you say as opposed to worrying how am i coming across you know um or or, or anything else if i'm teaching handstands there's a, I've got an outcome. I want these people to feel confident, to know how to go back to their yoga studio or their gym and, and know what exercises and to feel like they can progress on their own. And just that outcome, all the rest sort of slots into place. Mm, you know, mm. you naturally know what to say then. Mm, mm, it, you know? mm. And I never planned any of this. I don't think there's any need really, because I think that kind of restricts it. You're very natural uh, with it (laughs) in the conversations because I was saying that earlier, I've listened to quite a few of the podcasts now, but what struck me is that you're always the same. Mm. Some of the people you've had on, uh, what I call normal people like like me, (laughs) Um, but some are very high profile, very, very successful. another level and hanging out with celebrities and so on but you're exactly the same um whoever's on which is really a a lovely quality yeah yeah you know we're all people it's just we're at different points in the journey and it's funny because like with nick you know i i knew i first met nick when he was working as a I think he was a sales guy for one of the other seminar people and yeah. so you know I, I knew him when he started and and then we didn't really speak much for years and years you know it is he's sort of 10 years just goes by and yeah. he lives in a different part of the country and then I started seeing his videos you know he's got Alan Sugar and Grant yeah. Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and it's like wow you know so yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's nice it's nice to see people doing well yeah um, yeah so, so, where are we? Um, is there, is there anything particular? I was going to ask you about your 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 coaching and stuff, but you know, is there anything else that's important to you? Um, I, I, I think I think we've 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 mentioned quite a bit of it, but I suppose what's important to me is 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 just keeping keeping growing growing growth mm-hmm. and um maybe because i i feel looking back that for much of the time or for some of the time at least i was stagnant and not moving during your property business or before before right before right. there's it's been all go with the property business in the last three years it's been um it's been hugely uh, hugely exciting I mean, every part, the good parts, the bad parts, uh, it's been hugely exciting. So I, I really, yeah, I really, I really, I really love this business. And yeah, just to encourage other people that if they want to, if they want to try it, then just, as I say, start where you are with what you have and do what you can. So yeah what I mean is you might not be ready right now to start for example a rent to rent business or to start buying properties but you can start sort of getting your finances in check saving um, looking at ways that you could earn extra money because we live in one of the richest countries in the world so if somebody said to you today okay and and you were penniless and and you used to raise 500 pounds within a month or I'm going to kill somebody in your family. It's a very unlikely scenario, yeah. <laughs> but you would be if able to find to, 500 pounds yeah. because you've got skills 
like some people could teach football, some people could do dog walking, could do ironing, yeah. you could put an ad on Gumtree, you could sell. Most of us have got so many things that we don't use that we could easily sell. Um, but there are lots of ways that you can exchange your value for money. And the more you open your mind to how could I, how could I do something instead of I can't do something or why can't I is a bad question. How could I? If I could do this, what would it look like? Because it opens the door to your subconscious mind to start working on solving the problem because your subconscious mind does whatever you ask it. If you ask why am I so stupid or why can't I or how come I always it's going to tell you. It's because remember that time when you were at school and this happened or remember that time when you were in the job and you failed in this way. Um, but if you start asking how could I, it'll start, it might not be straight away, but if you keep asking yourself the same question, it's going to start saying, ah, oh, I know of your friend's friend of your friend who, who raised money by doing X. Or maybe I could have a little dinner party Maybe you're a charity do, a small charity do, and you think, oh, I could have a little party and charge people to come and let them know that I'm raising money for my to start a business. Right. Or whatever you're doing. Or you could ask people, who do you know who can, or who would like to get more interest on their savings within your family and friends so you're not going out to strangers. But I think all of us have got much more resources, resourcefulness, and it's just to take those first steps to look at wherever you are on the journey, um, whether you're just starting out or whether you've you've got a business you've systemized and you want to take it to what Nick James is explaining is, is the next level. It's to start asking the right questions so that you can get the right assistance to, to make it happen. Oh, I like that. That's, that's, uh, that reminds me of some Tony Robbins. He says things like that, doesn't he? Uh, like, the quality of the questions you ask. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's what yeah. you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, just t changing tact a little yeah. bit. And what's, what's some of the learning curves that you didn't expect from going mm. into the property business that have been mm. tricky and that you wish you'd known and that mm. you would advise mm. other people, you know? I think it's how, how easy it is to scupper yourself <laughs> some little thing happens let me let me let, can I think of an example um, maybe you don't get a deal maybe you put an offer in for a deal and it doesn't come to you and then you start telling yourself oh it's because it's because I don't I don't usually think people don't like me but it's because they didn't like me it's because I said this it's because I did that oh I don't or maybe I shouldn't do this anymore, I don't want to go out to speak to people anymore. And it's how quickly, unless you're conscious, you can put yourself down the rabbit hole and then not want to come out and carry on. Because success is the long, the long game, really. Um, all of these little things that happen on the way, the little setbacks, um, it's the successful people can make themselves get back up and carry on so I don't think it's about a specific thing that happened um, it's about keeping your mind on track so that you can keep doing whatever you need to do to be successful but I'll tell you one of the things that um, finance was tricky finance was challenging um, because when we started buying properties um, 
going through uh, the commercial finance, for example, um, the bro our broker was very good, but the lenders sometimes were changing their mind about what they wanted at last moment. There was so much information to to deliver. I mean, these these are normal things, especially for newer investors. But we've been through that a few times now, and I'm sure that moving forwards, because partly because we're more experienced. Um, and we'll know what what lenders are looking for, and lenders will be able to see more track record from us. Um, that that those things will be easier. But the reason why those things can be difficult is sometimes that people that it stops them from taking the next step, than taking the next step because they think, oh gosh, that was so awful. I've never I never want to go through that again. Right. So yeah, I'm with you. So yeah, so don't make up a story about why. You something didn't work out just kind of learn from it move on yeah try again i suppose it's the quality of the questions again it's just i think you do have to ask yourself you, there's always learnings whenever you don't win um and you can ask yourself those questions and then say well what could i do differently what could i do better and then go forward and do it better um or, or look at it as a test because a lot of life is a test um what works um what letters work when you talk about things, what works. And um, if you look at things as an experiment and a test, um, it means that it gives you that freedom, it gives you that flow to sort of try things and be okay that it doesn't go okay. Be okay that it doesn't go okay because you know life a lot of the time <laughs> doesn't go how you planned it. Right, so the trial and error is just unavoidable. You just have to go through it and learn. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. keep keep trucking. Wow. So let's tell people how to get involved with you. So there's yes. several things you're doing. You're you're yes. a public speaker. If people want yes. to book you to come and speak, they can. Yes. If people want to learn from you and learn from your mentorship, yes. how to do this stuff, they can. Yes. If people want to give you money or joint venture with you, they can. <laughs> yes. So tell us. So I, I think the first thing is we've got all our free resources. So if people uh, would like to find out more about how to, and I'm going to do the tongue twister again, how to create a profitable property business without buying a single property, then you would go to uh, rent to rent success, oh, rent to rent success slash Ben Lowry. <laughs> and because of bed, you're going to get the free um, guide to um, get started, <laughs> how to get your first deal. And also in there, you'll get uh, the live online training, the five secrets to rent to rent success. And also when you get the guide, you'll also be able to book a, a coaching call with me. If you want to talk about, um, if people want to talk about how to get started or whether it's the right thing for them they can book a call book a call with me so if you go to rent rentsuccess.com slash ben lowry you yes. get you get the guide the guide the online book, training online training you can book a coaching call yes right. yeah see there yeah. you go <laughs> that's what happens when you listen to my podcast you get good stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay so you get all that. We've also got some free communities. So for Rent to Rent Success, we've got, um, there's a, a group on Facebook, Rent to Rent Success Secrets. And for people who are interested in HMOs, buying HMOs, we partner with uh, John Coldclough from Pegasus Property, and we run 
HMO Heroes, which is all about buying HMOs, investing in HMOs, refurbing HMOs. And John's bringing a lot of that depth of experience on the buy, refurb, refinance uh, style of strategy. And we're bringing it on the buying as a new investor and also on the managing your HMOs for success and systemizing the management. And that's on Facebook and it's called HMO Heroes. And the other one we have, and this is the last one, is our YouTube channel. So if you want to see me doing this stuff a bit more, <laughs> uh, then it's at Rent to Rent Success on YouTube or and HMO Heaven on YouTube as well. We're on there. Go. We're and all if, over. And if people want to book you to come and speak, they should just email you, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, you can Facebook me. Obviously, I'm Stephanie Taylor. And you can see some footage of uh, me speaking as well on um, YouTube. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to share all that. Oh, yeah, no. Well, that's, you know, people need to learn, don't they? It's, it, it's, it's, when you've got good value that's going to change people's lives. We've got yeah. to tell them about it, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, as well, because um, it, it's been, even if you think, even if, if people are listening and they think, do you know what, I don't think this is for me, um, I, or I'm not in the stage of wanting to invest right now in a course or what have you, um, they can book a call with me and, uh, and, you know, I will just explore where they are and maybe give them a few tips to get started at the right place for them, mm. at the right place for where they are, because I do know other people who are doing other things. Because what I've found, Ben, is that coaching is so important. Um, I like to think in the last three years, I'm, I'm so focused and um, I, I'm energetic and excited for it. And previously, uh, my younger self would never recognize me because I, I wasn't ambitious at all. <laughs> Um, but uh, coaching is so good. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's great that you love it. You know, because yeah. th th then it works. I it? mean, being coached as oh, well. You know, being right, right, right. Being, being coached, coached yeah. because you do deliver at a higher level right. when you're being coached. Yeah. As well as when you're coaching. Yeah. And um, when the, when we did the online course, that was a new thing for us. And because we see the transformation that people get when they get our coaching for the rent to rent now when we are going into a new area we're much more inclined now to want to get what we give from someone else right so you seek coaching when you're yes so i mentioned last time that uh, kylie mens the cash flow queen uh helped us to get our online course up and running and that was really a transformation as well and uh it helped us massively are you, are you, do you, do you have a coach at the moment? Well, only Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Louise, so yeah. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, we're off to, we're, we're just, we're, we're just at the point where we're about to do our first deal. Wayne's been and found like five potential wow. things that, you wow. know, that we've got, that we can do, you know, we've got the money for, and he's, he's, he's speaking, he's going to go away and put in offers. So we're, we're right on the point of doing something. Uh, yeah, so that's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I'm so pleased. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to following on. But you, you, you haven't been publishing about the deals, or have you? And maybe oh, I've missed a little bit. Yeah, we did a little bit of filming yesterday. Yeah, I do periodically. Yeah. You know, when we meet and stuff, um, we do a lot of conference calls. But yeah, I film. Yeah, I'll send you some of the vids. Yeah, they're quite cool. 
Um, I d- you may have seen some, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I've seen some. Yeah, I'll send yeah. you them. So I do try and do videos. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoy doing videos, especially when it's things I'm involved with. Yes, you know, then then I, I don't mind doing it then, is because you know because it helps me and everything. So although, like I was saying to you earlier, I'm not a videographer that goes out looking for video work, but yeah. when, when it's my projects, yeah. it's, I like doing it because it, it, it accelerates everything, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's good, yeah. it's good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, that's been fun, it's been a great conversation, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure, Ben, yeah, so thank you. anytime, thank yeah. you. Yeah.